0: 2020 must be the year of bestselling authors on my show because I have another one for you today. Let's get into it.
1: You're listening to the Elevate Your 8
0: podcast,
1: where we firmly believe that time management and productivity is just a matter of simple mathematics and prioritization.
0: Productivity guru and self-care ninja Chris McPeak will debunk your biggest time management limiting beliefs. It's time to hear from everyday people like you, sharing their tips and strategies for success, and learning how to incorporate small changes in your life in order to make the most of every hour in your day. If you're ready to prioritize, synthesize, and realize your daily needs and wants, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator,
1: podcaster, and wannabe 200 breaststroke national champion, Chris
0: McPeak. Boy, I do look forward to the day where I can start working back on that goal of wannabe 200 breaststroke national champion. Should I choose short course or should I choose long course? That's beside the point, but boy, I'm ready to get back in the pool. And how about you guys? I know you're itching to get back to something whether it's getting back to eating in your favorite restaurant getting back to getting your hair done I am looking forward to that holy crap if you could see my roots you might have to just turn this show off looking back to going back to work full time and not just a few days a week and some of you I know are just looking to go back to work if this is you I empathize and I want to help I'm announcing a new mastermind group where the first two weeks are free. It's a six-week program, and we're going to talk about all things career change as it relates to dealing with a layoff and getting back on the saddle and going back to work as quickly as possible, doing pivoting, et cetera. So if this is speaking to you, we really have to chat. So go to chrismcpeak.com forward slash layoff, fill out the brief little form there, and let's get connected. Now, what you really came here for, my interview with bestselling author, Dr. Lois Frankel. Welcome once again to the Elevate Your Aid podcast. I'm your host, Chris McPeak, and I'm super blessed today to have an amazing woman, best-selling author, Dr. Lois Frankel, whose publications include Nice Girls Don't Get the Corner Office, See Jane Lead, and her newest contribution to the reading world is Nice Girls Don't Speak Up or Stand Out. Dr. Lois, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Chris, thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be with you.
0: So I did my studying, you know, on your life before author world and you, you worked in HR for a while before you started your own business. I, was, d- I did. What was the impetus to leave your day job and go out on your own?
1: Well, you know, my entire life, all I ever wanted to do was be a psychologist, Mm-hmm. And so when I worked in HR, I started working in HR because I had just gotten my master's in um, counseling, and I thought, oh, what better place to work than human resources, right? right. And I soon realized that, <laughs> you know, it, it's kind of a misnomer in a way. Mm-hmm. I say I soon realized. I did realize it much before, obviously, I left because I stayed 10 years. I worked for ARCO, the oil company. Oh, and yeah. there. Are Yeah, and they were a very good company to work for. I I have no complaints about that. But I really wanted to be a psychologist. And so actually, Arco put me through school, paid for my education. um, And then when I got it, I said I wanted to go into the employee assistance program. Yes. uh, So that I could do the counseling within the corporate arena. Yeah. And uh, Arco was going through some downsizing at the time and said, well, you know, we don't have a position for you there. And I th- said, well, then I'll just take the package and leave and start my own private practice. So that was really the reason that I left is because I wanted to start a private practice of psychotherapy. And I started it in downtown Los Angeles.
0: Oh, wow. That's fantastic. Do you think, well, in regards to the employee, uh, what did you call it? Employee Assistance Program. Yeah. Yeah. I know that's kind of a... It's been around for a while, but right now, at least at where I work in higher education, it's sort of a, it's a hot topic. So do you find, I'm totally going off topic right now. Do you find that those programs are helping employees? Yeah, I
1: really think they're invaluable because I think for a lot of employees, they might not seek help otherwise. You know, unfortunately in this country, there's still a stigma attached to seeking psychological help, and it can also be very expensive. Yeah. Um, on top of it, and your insurance don't, doesn't always pay for it. So, I, I think to have an employee assistance program um, within a company is a good thing because I do think that it helps, it does help a lot of employees who need help. Absolutely.
0: So one of the reasons I was really excited to talk to you is your experience and your sharing in the world of, of career development, and especially the amazing writings that you've done about women in the workforce. So with regards to what's happening right now with the scenario with COVID-19, a lot of people being out of work, do you think the, the country is responding well to people being out of work? And, and why or why not do you feel that way? Well,
1: you know i'd have to say i don't think it's responding well obviously i think it's a good thing that we're trying to help people and that there was a huge stimulus package that was passed at the same time what we know now is that some people are getting more unemployment than they ever earned Mm -hmm. and so there's no um Uh, motivation for these people to go back to work they may if you're going to earn sometimes three and four times more than you were earning as you were working um, there for some people there's just not the motivation to go back to work so that's one thing I think that's problematic another thing is I think that some of that money should have gone into training people for new jobs um, I would have liked to see, have seen that. Now, obviously, that would have taken a while longer. And I think what they wanted to do was get help to people who needed it most. But people still aren't getting that money. Right. And I know some people who tried to apply and just got so frustrated with the system that, that they – they gave up applying. So, so that's a mess too. And then the third thing that I think is that if we could think more like FDR and the new deal, Mm -hmm. you know, remember when, well, none of us remember, I don't think many of us actually read about it, but we may remember reading about it. I mean, I wasn't around then, but I remember reading about it and how the new deal put into place Um, work that was meaningful in the country and that the country needed and that paid people for that work so you know I forget which dam it was it was it's the one that's in um, I think it's the one that's just outside of Las Vegas oh the Hoover Uh, Dam yeah the Hoover Dam like for example they built the Hoover Dam um, something that was necessary and that people got paid for I would love to see us doing more of that because certainly the infrastructure of our country um, requires some work. Well, why not put people to work doing that?
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that idea. And I love what you're saying about job training and, and job development. And and I because I work at a community college for my day job, I really appreciate the notion of what's happening right now, especially at community colleges with that focus on career education, career development. Let's, you know, get people to work. And, and I, you know, spent a lot of time at four-year universities too, thinking that the community college was like the B or the T, the C team. And I completely feel the exact opposite now because there's so much focus and emphasis on, on getting people skills so that they can be employed. Mm
1: -hmm. Exactly. Not everybody needs a four-year education or a master's degree. Um, Yeah. But I think everybody could use a two-year degree.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree with you. So glad that we share that sentiment. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about your new book, and in particular, the context about um, women in the workforce, how women can make themselves more marketable, and particularly in the current economy.
1: Yeah, you know, I was coaching a woman uh, just the other day, she's in Poland. And oh, Wow. Quickly- Yeah, and they were, they're like also quarantined like we are, and I don't even think they're allowed to go out for exercise. I think she said they're only allowed once a week to go out to the grocery store, something like that. So, you know, some countries have even worse restrictions than we have. Yeah. Um, But anyway, I was talking to her, and of course, like many people, she was starting to get um, not depressed, but just kind of frustrated with the whole scenario. And I said to her, this is an opportunity for you to show your stuff to your management. She was relatively new to the company. And I said, the first thing I think you need to do is you need to show your resilience. Mm -hmm. That despite of everything going on, you're going to stay upbeat and positive. So that's one thing I think that women need to do because it's too easy with all of this that's going on to play oh poor me and i got all these kids at home and i have to homeschool them and you know (laughs) i got this husband home who's drinking and i know all (laughs) those things are challenges at the same time you're if we're talking about career your employer doesn't care about any of that Mm -hmm. your employer wants to see you as one resilient number uh, this is what i told her number two to stay engaged yes that you know find ways to stay engaged whether you schedule meetings with people you attend meetings that are scheduled don't look at this as an extended vacation mm-hmm. because when things pick up again people are going to remember who stayed engaged and who was resi- who were resilient and the third thing is you can start presenting solutions to problems mm-hmm. hey we're going to get through this that's for sure we don't know when people are going to be going back to work so maybe or when they do go to back to work what's going to have to happen in the workplace in your particular workplace so start presenting solutions for how to overcome um the challenges that we have with being quarantined for so long and returning to work and not knowing how to do it properly. Do a little research. So I think those three things, if women would focus on those three things, they would be seen as someone that is valuable to the organization.
0: Absolutely. And it's all about adding value. And I think all of those things that you outlined really demonstrate that Um, very specifically, that show that you are a person that is What's the what i'm looking for you're not expendable you're unexpendable you yeah yeah exactly value
1: uh yeah and, and one other thing i forgot that i told her was she there was something she had wanted to learn um it was something technical for her field and i said this is the time to learn this go online find a tutor find um uh uh what are you... i'm blocking up on, on the youtube Oh playing. right. Yeah. Find YouTube videos that'll teach you how to do this, but learn a new skill that's going to keep you marketable. That's what you want to do. And so anyway, so those are the things I think people should be doing right now. I, I know I'm, that's what I'm, I'm doing all those things right now.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. I love building new skill sets and I, I tell my job or my supervisor and my current job, that that's one of the things I appreciate so much about her. She like will beat herself up sometimes for saying, Oh, I'm constantly dumping all these new things on you. And I'm like, no, bring it on because it's all new skill sets. And it's just, it's building up my ability to be more marketable. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that so much because I've definitely had jobs that have not given me that opportunity and that, um, that education. Layoffs and unemployment, I promise you, I have been there. It's scary, it's unpleasant, and not knowing when that next paycheck is gonna come your way can be utterly frustrating. But layoff doesn't mean lay down either. You've got to garner up your motivation, your excitement, and leverage your skills and talents so that you can go back to work fast. I'm starting a new career mastermind called Leverage Your Layoff, where we talk through our frustrations We work on leveraging our skills and talents, and we find a way together for you to go back to work fast. There's nothing better than everybody being in something together and helping each other through the tough times. So if you want to give this a shot, it's free for two weeks. Go to chrismcpeak.com forward slash layoff. The six-week program will start around the end of May. I hope to see you there. chrismcpeak.com forward slash layoff. yes absolutely so let's talk a little bit about career change and what sorts of trends are you seeing in adults who might be looking to change careers both you know pre-pandemic and and currently
1: you know um i'm not that involved in that aspect of careers exact you know down to that nitty-gritty my thing is more about getting and keeping the job you want but What I am seeing, particularly for women, is more women going into um, starting their own businesses, Mm -hmm. being entrepreneurs, and... I was seeing that before, and I'm seeing that now too. Uh, just this morning on the Today, uh, it was not the Today Show, the Morning Show. Uh, there was these two women who started a cheesecake business, and said, you know, with everybody staying home, everybody wants to like treat themselves to something. Right. <laughs> and so they started this cheesecake business, and they're they're doing just great, sending out cheesecakes. So I, I think it's probably something they had in mind before, but they now they really have the time, as you said. not being as involved with their day jobs to be able to also do this on the side. Um, So I think um, uh, being entrepreneurs is something that more and more women are doing. As a matter of fact, more women are starting their own businesses than men are starting their own businesses because it does allow them more flexibility because You don't have to deal with so much of the politics of men and women in the workplace. Um, And the sky's the limit. It's why I started my own business. You know, one of the reasons was I wanted to be a psychologist. But the other reason was I was kind of tired of being limited by uh, what other people said I could do. You know, when, yeah. you work in, it, it, when you work in an environment where um, it's more egalitarian, it's mm-hmm. like the tall nail gets hammered down, Right. or you see that sometimes where you work, and, you know, I was just tired of being hammered down, and I wanted to try to see if I could become a, a taller
0: poppy. I love that. Oh, my gosh. So, what three pieces of advice would you offer up to folks who are worried about finding work in the current economy?
1: Yeah, you know, I think number one is that you have to remember that it's a numbers game, okay, okay. that in a good, in a good economy, we have something that's called the rule of 21, okay. for every for every 21 contacts you make, you may get one positive response. Okay, In this environment, it's going to be exponentially more than that. So you've got to have a thick skin. You can't get discouraged by saying, you know, I sent out all these things and nothing came back. That's number one. Number two, you need to distinguish yourself from everyone else. Um, and you do that by, dis- dis- by uh, defining and marketing your brand. What makes you uniquely you? And being willing to say that to people and making sure that part of your brand is excellence. Because I can tell you that, particularly now that, you know, so much recruitment and applications, you know, it's all done online. Um, I know when I interview people and I look at resumes, if there's even one typo in it, and I have another one over here that looks like they're equally qualified and there's no typo. Right. I'm gonna say no thank you to the person that sent me a typo if you have more than one typo forget about it it's like I'm not interested because what that told me was you weren't willing to go the extra mile Mm -hmm. so you need to make sure anything that you put out in the world is flawless so that's number two number three is network 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 you are gonna get your jobs through most likely through networks that you have Um, and that's why, you know, I've often said, when you need a relationship, it's too late to build it. The people uh-huh. who come out of this on top are going to be the people, it was the same thing that happened in 2008. Mm-hmm. People who found jobs the quickest were the people who had their networks in place, who understood that you had to be networking all the time, not just when you think you need a network and so um that's what i suggest and, and i know i even do this when when there's something that i want i start like you know i wanted to uh write a um column for uh and we both live in pasadena so you probably mm-hmm. are aware of this that one of the local newspapers the glendale news press went out of business and somebody else bought it and i thought you know i'd love to write a, a career column for a local newspaper And so I started asking around, who knows the publisher of this paper? And sure enough, I have a good friend who said, oh, I'm really close with that guy.
0: Oh, fantastic. And she said,
1: send me what you want me to tell him and I'll just say it. That's how it works.
0: So in particular for the networking thing, how do you, how does a person network in this current climate where you can't really be around people? Well,
1: because if you're going to be on social media, Mm -hmm. whether it's um, LinkedIn, hopefully it's LinkedIn, or Facebook, or Twitter offer people things and this is what i do i i'm not sure if you and i yes we are connected on um linkedin that's how you came to me well you've probably noticed what i do is i post articles or thoughts on things just so that people have something right Mm -hmm. i did an article the other day on what will the new workplace look like or how to create a healthy workplace well i did that so that people like you could take that back to your boss right and say hey i found this article that i think we need to be talking about so how do you do it when you can't see each other Mm -hmm. instead of posting pictures of your kids you know in their high (laughs) chair making a mess post articles be reading the wall street journal be reading the new york times um, be reading the washington post and get some of these articles and they make it so easy for you to just share the article and share you stay relevant that way and again it's it's one way of you continuing to network with people
0: that's beautiful. And, and I, you know, yeah, I don't use LinkedIn to my fullest capacity and now you've given me something to think about and do. So thank you for that. A little extra advice. You can bill me separately if you'd like to. <laughs> um, I want to do um, some rapid fire and this is just the way I like to end my show these days with, you know, funny things. Do you like this or do you like that? Um, and I have a new list. So my old list is different and t- I started a new list for today's shows. So do you prefer Coke or Pepsi? I prefer Diet Pepsi. Okay. Do you prefer cake or pie? Oh, definitely cake. No pie. How about coffee or tea? I don't drink either. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, Would you rather go to the movies or would you rather watch a good show at home?
1: Oh, I love them both, but I'd have to say I love going to the movies. I love the big screen. I love being out of the house. I love being immersed in a really good movie in the dark.
0: I love that uh, caramel corn that's at the arc light. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so a little old school here. Are you more inclined to watch a John Wayne movie or a Clint Eastwood movie?
1: Probably neither. I'm not. When I think about Clint Eastwood and John Wayne in the same context, I think about Westerns. But if I didn't think about them in the same context, it would have to be Clint Eastwood, because he also produces some really good movies. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like uh, Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. Yeah, but wasn't that great? Yeah. Yeah. That was a great movie. Um, So hoping that we get to watch some baseball soon. Are you a national league person or an American league person?
1: I hate to say I'm not a baseball person. I'm a tennis
0: person. Oh, so who's your favorite tennis art tennis player?
1: You know, of all time, it would be Billie Jean King. You have oh, to remember that I'm older yeah. and I remember all she did for tennis, and I've run into her at the airport a couple of times.: Oh my gosh. And I've spoken with her, and she is so lovely. She's Aww. She talks to you like, like you know, you're her long-lost friend, just a That's lovely beautiful. woman. I met her I also met her at a fundraiser once, and she was lovely.
0: Well, I do remember watching her match with Bobby Riggs on TV when I was a younger person. So um, I don't remember exactly what it was like, but I remember that I watched her play and I remember that she won. And I'm, a, I'm amazed so that, that you was. saw that. You look too young for that. I remember mm-hmm. I was, I think, 21 when that was on. Well, I was in grade school. I know that. But, um, but thank you. That's so nice of you to say. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Lois, where can people find you online if they want to pick up one of your books or possibly work with you?
1: Yeah, they can find me at my website, drloisfrankel.com, and on my website, there's a lot of things that you could get for free. Mm -hmm. I have uh, self-inventories that you can take to see whether you're a nice girl at the office, whether you aren't going to get rich, how you communicate, Uh, so there's all these self-inventories. There's some um, videos of me giving coaching tips, and there's also um, a link that'll take you to all my books. That you can just click that link you see all my books and you can order any of them online so that's the best place if you'd like to connect um through social media you can connect with me at dr lois frankel through linkedin Uh, i don't really twitter or use facebook anymore so that's the main place to find me to
0: find you okay well we have been chatting today with dr lois frankel and i am just so honored and grateful that you have come on the elevate your Eight podcast thank you so much
1: Thank you for having me, Chris, and thanks for the work that you're doing.
0: Oh, thank you. That's so nice. You know, what I think we need more than ever right now is a way to take care of ourselves and cope with what might be phrased as the new normal. Many of you are working from home for the first time ever. You're seeing your kids all day long and needing a way to connect with others in a way that's responsible and safe. I've got a one-stop shop for you at chrismcpeak.com forward slash coping. Do you need some self-care? Got it. How about some true reinvestment in your faith? No problem. Feeling, quote, stuck at home and need help and an escape? I've got your back. Some of my favorite peeps, including Allison Melody, Marissa Iman, and Ultimate Bundles have some kick-ass resources right now, and you can find all the goods at chrismcpeak.com forward slash coping. Be there or be square.